Hello. Welcome to True with me, Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I see vacation in my sights, my man. I'm going <laughs> to through this week and, and then take some much needed time off. <laughs> David, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the, the NBA calendar and season is very long for David. Um, you know, he starts working out with players to get ready for the draft so, no, and all August that. August it starts. Well, but so, but before that, though, right? Like, so the, the draft kind of it kind of bleeds into one. So you really only have like next week four weeks. <laughs> yeah, you have like a week off, no. and then it's right. yeah next week. Yeah. So the way it looks for me is uh, after summer league, I get about a week. I'll take uh, this week. I'll work, take a vacation. Uh, I'll be in the gym starting in August with players in different cities. Right. And um, September is not so bad. We have a lot of stuff to talk about here, but I'm not with anybody. I'm no games to watch. Uh, I don't know when the World Championships are. I think maybe August. August. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a busy time, but mm-hmm. not too bad. And then um, I will be, uh, and then the season starts in October. And yeah, yeah so training camp, and then and it know. never ends because I help some guys. I normally coach. I normally train trainers for the pre-draft. I don't get too involved with too many players at all anymore. But um, you know, the, the draft and finals and summer league and. Or, yeah, I'll be 59 when I'm here next year. I hope. <laughs> I hope I'm here at 59. I can tell you that much. It's a, it's a, it's a grind, but David loves it. Um, he, he was just in Vegas. Um, he he put out a piece about uh some of the stuff he saw at summer league. Uh, it's on Troop.com. Encourage everybody to go out there and check it out, and we'll talk about some of it. But David, I kind of want to just kind of overview summer league, and you know, as a you know basketball watching public, you know. We tend to get very excited or down based on the happenings of players in summer league, and I and I had Abigail Smithson on on yeah, Friday, and it was so yeah. funny because we were talking about uh, about uh, Victor Webayama, and I'm like, David's the best because when he's at summer league, he just texts us, "None of this matters. This shit doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. This doesn't matter." Like, and it's good because it gives us a frame of reference and also a reason to be like everybody. Take a beat, as you always say, curb your enthusiasm, right? Or in the other yeah. way, if it's if it's too bad. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Calm yourself, right? Like we have a lot of things, but the reason why it's like that, David, is because of the format of summer league, and it's so unlike what regular basketball is like for these guys. So, hmm. Let me start. The best way to put it would be: we have to understand how weird summer schedule is for them compared to their regular routine. Athletes are. Almost, almost without fail, of creatures of habit, which is great. We all should be. I was just, I mean, my almost 82-year-old mom was at my house last night for dinner, and I think she needs to get a better routine. Um, that, there's no such thing in Vegas. It is wild and woolly. It is very little time on a court, very little time to get shots up. Forget about pregame routine. If you, if you ask, I mean, players live by clocks. Here's what time practice is. Here's what time strength training is. Here's what time I'm having lunch with my chef or whatever, uh, those that are fortunate to have one, straight on down the line day and night. Uh, game day, they know they're going to be at 10 o'clock. They're going to be at 2 o'clock. They know at 3.45 they're on the, the court for the first time, at 5.30 on the court second time, whatever. So Vegas is nothing like that at all. We're almost never there. So uh, not to mention the fact that I was watching a player play last night who did a ton, you know, 12 to 20 NBA workouts plus the combine plus his agency's pro day, plus who knows how many Zoom calls. He's played five games of Summer League, He all five he played in. 
Like it's it's a lot. And that was just since they started training in May for that. Uh, Victor's a little different. Some of the Brandon Miller are a little bit different because they're not working out for many teams, if any. And um, But still, it, it, that all those routines are gone. And, you know, we I, I teach a concept called take that aim. I stole from Harvey Pennick, the golf coach. When you shoot, there's nothing that exists in that moment in time than that shot. And if you ever played golf, Gerard, I don't know if you have. Mm-hmm, I have. Okay. I, I one of the first keys to being a better golfer when I was decent at it back back many years ago before I had kids is I was able to really narrow my swing thoughts as recommended by people like uh, uh, the, the um, uh, Harvey Pennick, uh, the yep. greatest coach ever in America. Uh, well, that's exactly what shooting is supposed to be. And, man, these guys, especially these rookies who don't know what the hell they're doing in terms of what the coach wants the system that they're running, whatever. Is this a good shot? Although some of them have no conscience, which I'll complain about later. <laughs> there, there's a lot of thoughts going on in their brain. And I know this from talking to them. You can see it also. They're just, they're just a thousand things running. You can see it when you watch them play. So I just I, I, I don't like to make judgments on any particular skill in summer league. Uh, number one, they can always get better, ball handling, passing. You, you, I tend to look at motor. I tend to look at... Um, uh, how they handle failure. Uh, uh, are they able to see things? Do they get off the ball quickly? You can learn to do that. Kawhi did, famously. Um, and then and then I also recognize, okay, here in the moment, here's what we're looking at. And here's what they have to get better at. So, yeah, we need to not be so judgmental about these guys, especially at the rookies. The other players who have second or third year, they don't have an excuse if they haven't gotten better. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you look at, too, I know, is what kind of a teammate are they being, right? Is this really about selfishness and I've got to make the team or whatever and score all the points? Or is it about getting guys better? And for someone like Victor, right, or any big, really, they struggle because the guards in summer league, right, tend to do all the scoring and take tons of bad shots. Yes. <laughs> so <what> saying, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is um, the, the lack of understanding our guards have at this age is alarming. And there's lots to blame for it. But um, uh, it is, it's a concern that the coaches don't have the ability to help these players play better. Or, and I know what's going on. I have not talked to you about this. But if you're some of the coach, you may have never coached a game in your life. So there's a whole separate issue we can talk about if you want. But also, uh, if you start benching players for not making good decisions, you run the risk of not being able to get that agent's players going forward. If it's your own player then you have all the control you want. If he's not your own player, meaning you, an agent's sending you a player because he, he hopes to maybe they'll make your team or have a team in Europe, watch them in team right. in Asia, all of that. Uh, if, if you start benching him for bad decisions, you run that risk. Doesn't mean they won't do it. Personally, I think if all 30 teams did it, you would eliminate that problem because yeah. everyone would be coaching you hard. That's not the case here. And so we have a situation where, as an example, Malachi Brandon can go one for 17 in a game. Uh, he was very good the last game they played, but the last game he played, but that was bad. Uh, the, the Spurs guards bothered me. Uh, if I never, I'm just saying this out loud, I've, if I never have to watch Jaden Hardy play again, that'd be great, unless he decided to play the right way. Let me tell you something. He ain't playing this way with Kyrie and Luka. Yeah, this yeah. guy is hes only looking to shoot if, unless he has no choice. That doesn't mean he can't change. I think he's a very talented player. Uh, but I just saw... Too many guys to dribble too often just to get their own shot when people are wide open to include 
big man underneath the rim in transition, just the easiest pass to make, and they don't make it. And I give credit to a lot of big men, and I told them this when I'd see them in person, for not not being in jail for murder. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Back in the day, I mean, Udonis isn't going to kill anyone unless you pull a knife on him, but he might have had some words for you if you just don't. Like you have, and it's not helping them. They, they right, think it's right. helping them when they put up a shot and make one of three, which is, if you look at their percentages, there's a lot of 35 to 41% out there. Right. And they're just killing themselves because they're showing they're not playing the right way. And why would we want that guy on our team? Well, this, it, when you talk about this, David, it reminds you of something that happened last year. And you may not remember it, but we talked about it on the show. Yeah. And it was uh, the summertime. So, you know, often in the summer, there's pickup going on all over the place and open gyms and pros are there, right? Obviously with some college kids and young, and sometimes very good high schoolers, right? Like elite who are going to be like the next whatevers. And I remember one in particular where Draymond was there. And I want to say maybe Phil Handy was running that open gym or one of those, you know, uh, guys out in LA that, that, that take yeah. those, those open gyms. And Draymond stopped and he said, you know, to the coach, do you mind if I just address these guys really quick? And you know, coach was like, oh, no, Draymond, yeah, for sure. He's like, how is it that I, at like the, his age and what he's doing, and running up and on the floor and beating you people down the floor every single time. He's just like, if you hustling and effort, that is a skill. He's like, all you out here think you're Kevin Durant, you want to shoot the ball 40 times. One dude on a team gets to do that. Everybody else has to do other stuff. You got if you want to make it in this league, you have to find other ways to essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, impact the game of basketball. Of course, nobody does it maybe better than Draymond Green. And it's just this inability, as you said, for coaches not to get that understanding to them. It's also the fact that they're young and they may not know all the ways they can impact the game. But this idea of everybody just shooting the ball, like you said, a lot of 33 to 41% shooters out there. This is just terrible for everybody. And you have, you're decreasing your chances of making a team, let alone contributing. I mean, for sure. Uh, I don't know. It's been a week and a half now, so mm-hmm. forgive me if I if I ever told this. But did I tell you about talking to uh, a young man that I that I talked to about um, racing? And I I told him I don't know. This was going into the summer league uh, after his first game of summer league where he played. He scored a lot of points. He played well, but he didn't race. And I said, you know, I've been watching you for a year now, and I don't think I've ever seen you race. And I'm fucking tired of it. It's time for you to fucking race. He plays really hard. But because he doesn't think he'll ever get the ball, he just has a habit of not racing. And he's right, but he probably won't get the ball. And the next game, uh, he raced, I think, five times. And he was fucking flying. Of course, he never got the ball, which is fine. I said, they can't control that. And I told him, I said, dude, you fucked up. Because now I know. I suspected. <laughs> I suspected. <laughs> now I know. You now I know. And he laughed. And, uh, and it became more of a habit for him. And I don't know that he got a single pass the entire week in Vegas, but uh, but it's summer league. I uh, so yeah, that that goes without saying. And you see a lot of summer league where guys they overdo it. You know, they're fouling three point shooters, which happens in regular season too. Uh, they're puppies. A lot of these young guys are jumping at everything. You have success if you can fake at this age, because most guys are just going for every fake possible. Um, and that's not to say we didn't see a lot of great basketball. Of course, we did. For sure, we did. I wrote an article last week about all the first rounders that I watched in person that I was mostly happy with. I think Brandon Miller is super talented. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor Wamiyama is going to be, I mean, I was there for game two. I was sitting, oh, I was actually, where I was sitting is the NBA personnel only with executives and an NBA player sitting right behind me. 
and Victor put on a show, and it was electric. Sure it, I saw Blake Griffin's first ever game. I saw LeBron's first ever game. There was a couple of games where, like, like you could just see, man, this guy's talent is just ready right now. Not to say yeah. he won't have bad games. He will. Of course, will. Yeah. of course. A lot of bad games, but lots of good moments, too. Super talented guy. Uh, and so what we're talking about here today is how do we build a better construct so that everyone can play better and it's a better product overall. I can't worry about the fans and TV ratings. I can worry about the overall product of the league. Uh, Summer League has a chance to help these guys. I know this. Uh, I, I'm going to be sending lots of notes out to players that I know from what I saw. Um, with clips built in, here's what we got to fix. This was really good. Let's do more of this, less of this kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I, I have a, a longtime assistant who coaches, and um, uh, he sends just that, like, more of this. Less of this. Less I of forget this. the name. <laughs> I forget what he titles it on his sheet. He it's a PDF thing. And it's yeah, more of this and less of this is the basic idea. And that's coaching. Yeah, you're not going to just shut everything off entirely, right, but you can right. curb the bad stuff and enhance the good stuff. Right. No, and I and I think particularly David for the young players that, that you work with, it's important that they kind of get it in that easy digestible form. Right. More good column, yeah. less bad column. Yeah. Right. Just because, as you said. 10 billion things are running through their minds yeah. at once and their supercomputers are not finely tuned yet no. to know how to do any of this stuff. Right. So it's, please just tell me race. You can control that. Yes. Yeah. Do that more of that. Right. Like, and I think that that's super important. Uh, a, I'm going to give you an example of this because yeah. you'll really like this. So there was a player I was talking to an agent asked me to talk to a young guy. He had been in the NBA a little bit. He played in Europe uh, this last year. He's so young, maybe six, seven, like crazy athletic An NBA team said, like, if we can just get him to do X, Y, Z, like, he's going to make our team. And uh, he, in the first game, he didn't do X, Y, or Z. <laughs> and so one of his issues was he's so focused on doing his job boxing out that he had no rebounds. Now, his guy didn't get any rebounds either, but that's not going to work. And so I told him, you are magnificently athletic at 6'7 and long. You don't have to box everybody out. What you have to do is this. If a guy is bigger, more powerful, athletic than you, then you got to box him out. All the other guys, when the ball is shot, just turn around and make sure that you're in between the rim and where he is, and then just beat him with the ball. Quickest guy with the ball wins in the NBA unless you're super skinny and weak, like Victor is going to be for a little bit. But these are grown men typically. They're gonna, whoever gets the ball first is going to win the ball, unlike college and high school where power matters. Second guy can win those battles. And so I talked to him about it. And it's like, it's like Eureka. He never, no one ever explained that to him before. And it just freed him up. And I actually had a conversation with a few players about the same thing. Quickest to the ball wins. Uh, and so that, that's very easy to manage. Yeah. Very easy to focus on. That's the key to teaching. To keep it simple. I love it. Yeah. I, but David, and I know, like, I, I know you don't want to, and we're not doing this. We're not shitting or crapping on coaches in the league, but like, that is such a simple teaching tool. How does any assistant worth anything on an NBA bench not know how to say that to a player in summer league? Well, not just summer league. He's been playing. He played in college. He played in the NBA. He right. played in Europe. Right. Um, I, I don't think we have a lot of coaches anymore. I think we have a lot of guys standing up running a team. But um, I don't think we have a lot of guys coaching for different reasons. Uh, honestly, Gerard, I'm not complaining. I have a nice burgeoning business. <laughs> you guys keep sucking so David can make I mean I told, I told you an agent, an agent said to me you should hire 10 people and train them up because you'll have the whole league there's, there's just not a lot of teaching going on maybe that'll change 
Uh, that's fine. I'm, I can't do this that much longer, maybe 15 more years uh, at most. I'm hoping to get at least 10. Um, but there's not a lot of teaching going on. And those that are teaching are going to really reap the benefits of it for sure, both of the younger assistant coaches. as And, and there are a bunch of young guys who really do want to teach the game because a lot of them are contacting me, and I'm thrilled about that. Um, but, you know, Rick Carlisle can coach the game for sure. But he, they're managing the big macro view. Yes. Yeah. And so the younger, the, the younger assistants or the other assistants need to deal with the, the micro view, and they're just not doing enough of it. Uh, clearly, they're not. And uh, but I'm always hopeful that things can change. Yeah, Rick Carlisle's too busy worrying about is Kyrie going off the deep end today, right? To, to talk about about boxing out and like first of the ball, right? I, yeah. I get it. Much more important things there. Um, there were a few players that you liked uh, in some. Well, a lot of players you liked in some. Yeah. One player I want to talk about just because his name is fantastic. What did you think of Grady Dick this summer? <laughs> oh, I liked him a lot. I like. So first of all, anyone that can really shoot it, good for them. That's that's a good thing. Toronto desperate for shooting. Mm-hmm. But he was more than that. And I saw him play in high school, and I wasn't so impressed. I didn't really watch him at Kansas very much. But um, a lot of Kansas fans were there. That's kind of the cool thing about Summer League, too, is you'll see the college jerseys. They're mm-hmm. big fans. There's a lot of fans. And I don't want to forget how serious a lot of these NBA fans were in Vegas. I don't think I've talked to you about very this. Serious. I mean, yeah, they, they recognize big players, guys that played 15 minutes in a Summer League game. They recognize yeah. him. Yeah, a lot Summer of Summer League is for diehard yeah. NBA fans. Like that's, you know. They're really into it. <laughs> so uh, Grady plays really hard. He also, uh, he looks like he's scoring the move a little bit. He looks like he, he can play off the shot fake attack. But again, yeah, show me a guy that can really hustle and shoot with at 6'8", whatever. He's really tall. Yeah, he's tall. Then yes. you're good. Like he's going to be, he's going to be a good player in the league. I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I, I like him a lot. Um, we know a team that you have um, a lot of connections to because there's players you work with there. Uh, Indiana, God, they have so, they have so much talent coming in. He's looking like at a log jam, right? Jarris Walker, I think you're you're very high. He's going to be very good. Um, we like Obi Toppin a lot. We thought that was a great pickup from the Knicks. I mean, they're of course they have Andrew. You know, Benedict Matherin can do one thing very well, which is score. Oh, not oh, sure about anything. Right. Oh, not sure about anything else. Yeah. Maybe he can learn. But as to Davis, we said it five minutes ago. Someone has to teach him those things. Yeah. And he has to be willing they're, to learn. They're trying, right. There you go. Because <laughs> I think based on hearing uh, people talk, including uh, assistant GM Chad Buchanan the other day on TV, they're working with Ben on moving off the ball better and defending. And Ben's talking about playing better defense. It remains to be seen if that happens. He can score. Well, it's hard not to score and all you do is shoot. He's very one-track <laughs> minded. Unlike some of these other guards, he's a foul magnet. He can get fouled, which is great. There is a place for him in the league for sure. For sure. I wasn't high on him coming out of college. I'm still not, but I recognize the upsides there. Jairus Walker, I'm very high on. Uh, yeah. I still, I'm back and forth on whether or not they should have taken Taylor Hendricks, um, who did not, he's the only first round pick that I could think of. Oh, no, um, the kid from Duke, Derek Whitehead, didn't play either. Mm-hmm. Um, but Taylor hurt his hamstring, I think, so he, or maybe calf. He didn't play. Uh, Jairus Walker, you know, he was a backup point guard, IMG National. Uh, he's got passing skills, got some handle skills. He can shoot okay. None of those things were evident uh, 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 repeatedly in Vegas because he mostly messed up. But the overall talent's there for sure. Shot blocker, great personality, great charisma on the court. Uh, and and he's probably going to lose his starting spot to Obi Toppin. Fine. He should play a good amount every game. And I uh, don't think he's got the size to play some five, whereas uh, well, may- maybe eventually he will. Uh, he, he reminds me a lot of Draymond Green. He does. Ooh. Yeah, better shooter. Yeah. I wrote that too. 
Um, yeah. Draymond is an amazing shot contester because he has unbelievable timing in the post. And I'm talking about post, post shot contest, not perimeter. Uh, I don't know if Jarris does. Uh, and maybe he does. I, I haven't seen it, or I just think we need to see more film. But if he can get that part of his game, despite being pretty small, well, then he's going to be able to play some 5 2. Whereas Taylor Hendricks is 6 foot 10 or so, he'll be able to. Yeah. So we have to watch that. But I think there's a real. Indiana's got some cooking. Yeah. And of course, we love their backup with Andrew Nemhart and Tyrese Halliburton. Um, and they can trade Buddy Hill and TJ McConnell and forget even. And, and Miles Turner if they want. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll keep Miles, but you're right. Uh, that doesn't mean they will. He's got, he's got a few years left of his extension at a very good price. He'll be very worth a lot, number. as we've talked about with Henry, too. The, your contract really does dictate your value to, a, mm-hmm. to the league. His contract mm-hmm. is great descending. I think they pay him less yep. every year. Very good contract. He's a starting-level center. He's led the league in block shots, I think, twice. He's been an uh, all-star, I think. So he's, I Yeah, I think Indiana, it's just not easy to find guys like that, uh, which is why I thought they should have drafted Taylor. Because then they could have let him be ultimately be the five, which I think is going to be a position he can play. But I can't argue that Jarris can be a top five pick. I don't think Indiana messed up. That's for sure. It's it's an argue, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Uh, uh, Jarris is super talented, and the other first round pick, Ben Shepard, not so sure about. They have a second round pick, Isaiah Wong, that I loved at Miami. He had twenty four yesterday. Uh, uh, he's he's a baller. I think he'll probably be on the G League team, but he he can go. And, and um, had, um Isaiah Jackson. This, uh, I, I was just going to say, there's your, <laughs> there's your potential starting center if they want to trade Miles. He's like 23, 22. He's young, super athletic, great hand, good hands, not great hands. Rebounded Jeff, well. In rebounded well, blocked shots. He's got to get a lot better, little things. But yeah, I'm a big fan. I like Isaiah a lot. So they are a team that, you know, we're looking at, you know, maybe not necessarily do what Cleveland did this year and be a top three team, but no. they, they can make they can make a jump, though. They I can definitely so. be a team that's like, oh, we're yeah. okay. You know, and that's what you get when you have an all-NBA all guard and, you know, some really good young players yeah. around you. Um, and a, and a have, good coach. Rick's a good coach. And, and, yeah. and Rick is an He's a excellent, very good coach. excellent yeah. coach. Um, you know, one of the other things um, – that 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 we talk about around summer league are some of the the transactions that happen, and one that we didn't get to talk about was Chris Paul um, ending up on the Golden State Warriors, and the Warriors, you know, we, we know we talked about this. They made their decision, right? And you know, the, the punch heard around the world. Well, they chose Draymond, right? Even though Jordan got the extension last summer, Draymond's the one who's here now. Jordan is now on the Washington Wizards. Um, they have Jonathan Kaminga, and they have Moses Moody still. Of course, they have the core with Steph, Clay, I mentioned Draymond. So the question is, now they add Chris Paul uh, as, as part of that Jordan uh, Jordan Poole deal. And it's a funny thing because Chris has kind of been like a thorn in the war, or the Warriors have been a thorn in Chris's side uh, throughout his, his postseason career in the Western Conference, going all the way back to the Clippers. And then his time with the Houston Rockets when that team probably should have beaten the Warriors yeah. if he didn't get his hamstring yeah. Um So now it's going to be interesting, right? And, and just seeing all that sort of like collective IQ on the floor what was your thoughts about the Chris Paul acquisition for Golden State? I mean, Jordan Poole, they were better last year when he was on the bench. So they've just replaced the guy that hurt them with the guy that probably is going to help them to some degree. If they're smart, which I don't know if they will be or not, Steve Kerr's smart. New management, Mike Tell, maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, they should not play Chris Paul too much. This is not okay. rocket science. And um, I think it'll be a net positive for them in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can go with Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, or they can mm-hmm. put Chris Paul in for any of those guys. 
Mm-hmm. Literally, any of them. And, and I like Chris with the second unit with Kaminga and like, I mean, all the pick and roll he could do with those guys. I feel like yeah, that would be. I, I'm worried about their second unit. This is where, I mean, he can fit in with any of those starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaminga's got to make a big jump this year. He, 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 I was talking to a player the other day that's like Kaminga um, and told him, you've got to learn to be loony first. He's not on Golden State. Mm-hmm. You've got to learn to master the screen and roll game, the, the defense in the post and the perimeter. Uh, uh, where to fit in, find your spots without taking 12 dribbles in a game. Um, and then maybe you can grow into something more. I don't think Kaminga likes that. But uh, Looney has told the league how to do it and be very successful at it. And so um, let's see if Kaminga understands what he can do this year. It's a big question. Golden State's failed in some of their player development. Uh, uh, every team does to some degree. Of course. Of course. Uh, let's see how they do with Kaminga. But I think they need to develop their bench if they want to be contenders. I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, Curry is still, of course, playing um, at elite All NBA level. Um, Clay, you know, Clay had some ups and downs, but he had a very he, strong finish to the regular season. Did he season. make the most threes in the, se- in the league? And he, he sure did. He had did, a very yeah. strong finish to the regular season. Had some ups and downs in the playoffs, yeah. but everyone does that. Uh, Draymond still, when he's locked in, still the best defender in the league. Um, and does all the other stuff that, that we talked about, all the intangibles. And, 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 their offense. and he won the battle. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and there's that. Yeah, he won the <laughs> battle, so I think he's going to be really happy there. And there's that. So th- th- that's a team you never count out. But again, to your point, I agree with you. The margins around them, you're worried about the bench. You know, I, I just, you know, those little pieces they're going to need because let's be honest, those guys we mentioned, they're going to spend time on the injury list this season because that's just what happens yeah. to older players, right? right? So when you got to have 10, 15 games, that one of those guys, who's where's the offense coming from, right? right? Who's Who's stepping up here? That remains to be seen. Uh, we will be back after a quick commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, David. Um, so the league... It's kind of in this holding position right now because there's these two names on the board that we are still waiting to figure out where they're going to end up. Uh, that would be Damian Lillard and James Harden. And there's a potential for a third big name. This is an All-NBA player and Pascal Siakam. I want to wait on Siakam because his conference, the conversation around him is much larger. It has to do with Toronto and uh, Masai Ujiri, who you know very well. Uh, but what are you hearing? What is going on around the Harden and Lillard trade discussions? Uh, uh, 
source deep inside and very is a firsthand source in one of their two camps told me James is going to the Clippers, James going to Miami, done. This was a week ago. Uh, I don't have it. A week and a half ago. I don't know what the truth is. Uh, but this guy was saying uh, the players are going to demand, they're not going to budge off what they want and they're going to get what they want. I will have to see. Uh, Miami with Dane, pretty damn good team now. But anyway, they give up. Right. Uh, and uh, Clippers with Harden could be a pretty damn good team. You know, pretty talented team. They're a very talented team. And uh, so the league is kind of waiting. I mean, just in Vegas, that was what everyone was talking about the most, is what's right. going to end up happening and, and then what are other teams going to do in reaction to that. Okay, so you're Portland, right? And we've discussed this before. I, I get it. Dame wants to go there. But you want to get back. You're never going to get equal value back. But you want to get back as much as possible for Dame Lillard. I don't think Miami has enough to get them. It has to get a third. A third team has to Probably. be involved in this. Okay. Probably. Okay. And, um, and so the question comes down to, is, uh, is Portland just going to say, Dame, we're not trading you until we get the right offer? So you have to report to camp. Is Dame going to report to camp? Is that good for you to report to camp? He wants his money. There's, yeah. We have some real drama potentially left to unfold. Yeah, because, I mean, usually by now, it was July 17th, these things are usually kind of wrapped up by this point. But this is, maybe they take it a page out of Daryl's playbook and, you know, Daryl doesn't mind discomfort. He's like, I don't care. Or until I get exactly what I want, I am not trading Ben Simmons. Well, he got exactly what he wanted. Then he traded Ben Simmons. This might be a situation. I think you're right. But Dame, given what we know about him, David, highly unlikely he decides he's holding out and not going to take his money. He's claiming that that's always there. I think that's what he's claiming. But no one believes it. That's a lot of money. So you, 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 you wanted that money. Apparently gave it to you. Correct. Collect it. Yeah. And then, and then I also don't see him being – he's not going to – Sulk his way, right? That's not, I don't see him doing that either. Standing in the corner, not passing the ball on anybody. No, I, don't I agree. See so listen, man, you, you might get there, but it just may take you a while. That's all until yeah. we get exactly what it is that we want. Or it may just be, we're sending you somewhere else. And it's on that team to then move you to, to Miami. If, and when they decide that's what they want to do. So it's this, this will be interesting uh, on the Harden front. Look, Harden, he played well. I thought in the postseason. like, let's put it this way. They didn't lose that series to the Celtics because of James Harden. Well, I would I would go further. I think he helped them win the series. Other guys brought them to losing it. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. He, yeah. he had some elite games, and, and like, yeah. you got to win those games when he's doing that, right? Um, okay, so he he wants out because he because I'm assuming he wants more. He wants the money. He wants max yeah. money, and Daryl's probably like, "Yeah, we're not doing that." But um, just mentioned Daryl was fine with <laughs> waiting on Ben Simmons. I imagine he'll be fine with this situation here. Difference is, we know James Harden will pout. And sulk his He's way not out of playing in Philadelphia. They have to real. They have to meeting of the minds, and because I think he feels really hurt. I think he's really hurt as to as to how all this went down. He should have taken the extension in Brooklyn a couple years ago. Uh, I agree, Def. Because then then, you, then you're it. The money's there. And then yeah. you can just he didn't have an agent whatever. then, and he does now, and that's a good thing. So you know, people. I always wonder about that, right? Like the CBA exists, and it's it just kind of basically slots how much you can make, right? Because it is what it is. But there's still value in having an agent, right? Like in terms of negotiating and getting exactly what you want. I mean, you can argue in court on your behalf if you want to. I don't recommend it. <laughs> These are professionals. They're not just professional negotiators. The better agents understand the landscape of the whole league. Uh, they also take the brunt of criticism for you inside offices, the, the conflict resolution skills. Players 
by and large, have absolutely terrible conflict resolution skills. I agree. Most humans do, by the way. I, I didn't mean just say mm-hmm. players, but as it happens, the players, well, that's what the agents are doing. They don't have a problem with conflict resolution. That's <laughs> all they do. And so, yeah, he would have been better off, I think, having an agent. And I think the agent would have said, uh, I mean, I talked to some agents about it, sign a deal, and then we'll go from there. And he yeah, yeah. took a chance on for whatever reason, and it's not working out for him so far. It makes sense, bird in the hand, because once you've got the money, yeah. then it doesn't. Then you you get a little more leverage that way. That's what Lever, that's what Lillard did. C- correct, Max Theo. Even though he he dropped all the hints of I want Portland to make some moves towards champ, winning a championship, they did almost nothing besides Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. and uh, he still got his money. And now we're where are where we are with Portland. Absolutely. Um, so. The Clippers are where Harden wants to go. Uh, he's an L.A. I was going to say kid. He's, he's an adult man, but L.A. kid. He grew up and played uh, his ball as a youngster in L.A. before he went to college at Arizona State. Um, Clippers with James Harden, I like, but that's really still dependent on what Kawhi and Paul George do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a talented team. It's, there's so many question marks. Um, how many games are those guys going to play? Uh, we ask this question all the time. It's never materialized. Um, but... Harden gives them more depth at scoring and passing. He can lead that league in he can lead that team in passing just like the league last year in Philadelphia. Easy. It, the, the problem though is if I'm Daryl and he ends up in he being James ends up in the Clippers, uh, without a doubt, Terrence Mann's coming back. And I'm like, you, well, I, I would I have some doubt only because the Clippers want to trade him. But you're not wrong to say Daryl would really want him. And that's, you know, you, you're very high. We, yeah. we like Terrence Mann a lot. He's a like he's, and he's young, which again. You guys, I know big names and stars are what you know, but you need young legs in this league. Chris Brown games. and Denver. Christian right? Brown I mean, at the end. Right. You, you, it's just, you know, you need young guys. And so, and he's an experienced young guy. He's played a ton of playoff yeah, games already like, so far in his career. In his prime, 25, 26 years old now, I guess. Yeah. This is, that'd be a nice backcourt, him and Maxi. Yeah, for sure. But they're not extending Maxi. Uh, I think they told him they're not extending him. For different reasons. Because they don't like... No, no, no. Because oh. uh, it, gives oh them, it gives them cap flexibility going flexibility. forward. So I and uh, you can trade him. He doesn't have a poison pill. Mm-hmm. If he signs the extension, he has a poison pill. So yeah, it makes yeah. it easier to trade. Um, not to say they will, but, you know, Daryl has right. keep his options open. I, I guarantee you they told him behind the scenes, just keep doing what you're doing. You'll, you'll, right. We'll take care of you in the end. Yeah. Because they, they have to... I mean, he is this kid. Is I'm sure they really, really, really yeah. I have no doubt of that. He can race. He can shoot. I mean, that's, those are yeah. those are two big skills right there. You're winning. All right. The third name on the board, um, and this has larger implications, uh, is Pascal Siakam. And I say larger implications because, look, Masai Ujiri has been sort of this um, Teflon uh, president of basketball operations for quite some time right uh, now. Um, the only other executive with the kind of Teflon skin that he has is Sam Presti in Oklahoma City. Um, and, but now Messiah may not be having that. And the question is, what do the Raptors go from here? They've had two straight, three straight seasons of under, under, underwhelming since they won the, the NBA championship. Um, we have to have some young pieces that we like, but they're rebuilding. Where's the rebuild going? We're not sure. They fired Nick Nurse. Okay. So he's gone. Now you, you, you got You got Adrian Griffin in there. Okay. Not Adrian Griffin. I'm sorry. Darko. Um, uh, Darko, yes, from the Grizzlies, who I'm very upset about yeah, because I liked him a lot. He's good. <laughs> I, I think he's, I knew it was a good hire. So, you know how that goes, David, right? Okay, coach is gone, new guy in. Well, the next person to go after the coach 
is the person who put this all together. So what is happening in Toronto with Masai, potentially a Pascal talk on a rebuild? I mean, you got to go way back and, and uh, the 2019 season, uh, uh, they first they fired Dwayne Casey and that, and that worked out. I thought it was a smart move, worked out to be smart. Uh, getting Kawhi, I thought that was an easy move, easier than finding Dwayne, who had been very successful there. Uh, that worked out great for a year. But they've had Kawhi, Fred Van Vliet, before that, and not on the sides, watch Chris Bosh, mm-hmm. uh, all walk for nothing. I think there's even one more that walked for nothing. Um, and now they're faced with Siakam, who's in his last year of his deal. Uh, he was all NBA two of the last four years. He just missed out this year because the team sucked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his fault. He had the same year as the year before he made all NBA, and they haven't extended him. And then they said they they basically going to trade him. I mean, I, I was in I was in Vegas talking to teams who were telling me Toronto's looking to trade Pascal. I don't even know what was public because it was I was just so immersed in the game and the games in Vegas. I really have no idea what was out there, but I know what teams were telling me. And then all of a sudden they weren't looking to trade him. So that to me tells me that, yeah, they'll trade him. They're just waiting for the, the best deal overall. Deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have, I've been told that uh, Masai's job isn't as secure as it once was, and he recognizes mm-hmm. that. Uh, this is a guy that's super famous in Canada, does a lot of work in Africa. The NBA is not his only oyster, so to speak. He's only bailiwick. He, he's very involved with a lot of things, and um, he's got to lock in on what's, where they're going here if you if you've got OG, you've got Porto, you just pay eighty million to over four years. I'm not even sure he can finish games with you in the playoffs. If you even make right. the playoffs, I'm a fan of Porto. You lost Fred VanVleet for nothing, and there's no Dennis Schroeder is fine, but he's not even close to being Fred VanVleet and that kind of player. Are you going to turn the ball over to Scotty? That's what Darko keeps saying on on interviews. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. It's all around Scotty, and I you know I love Scotty Barnes as a, as a talent, and he's going to be their point guard. I don't know about that because they're not a good shooting team to begin with. Uh, maybe he's worked on a shot. I have no idea. Uh, there's some real question marks. If they trade Pascal, will they get cap space, draft picks, a young player maybe or two uh, to go towards a real a rebuild, mm-hmm. which doesn't fit necessarily with Pirtle OG, but those guys can be traded next. Yeah, um, yeah. Build it on Scotty. That seems to be the more likely scenario, but not at all a done deal. Uh, uh, there's been talk. Henry, Henry wrote something uh, trading Scotty Barnes for Dame. He's not the only one who's talking about that. I doubt that mm, happens, but yeah, right. he could pivot the other direction because they do have some good veteran players. Gary Trent's in his last year. That's right. That's, That's the right. other thing is you've got Trent and Siakam who could be playing and leading for nothing. I don't see any way they, uh, they Basai ends the season without either of those guys uh, uh, being traded because yeah. they, they're just not, not going to come back. Although Pascal said he loves Toronto. After what's That's happened the- recently, I don't know that he'll ever come around. I have no idea. But um, – it's a little bit of a messy situation. Talking to Toronto people, people who cover them and the journalists and so forth, they're uncomfortable with what's going on. They seem like a team of mismatched parts. Like, I just, you're unsure what you're doing with, with, with Pascal. And Pascal's already, he's in his prime, all NBA. Like, Scotty's not quite there yet, right? And so an OG wants more of a role. Like, and you don't, the team doesn't shoot well. You sign Pirtle, who's a vet. Like, it's just. But he can't shoot. He can't shoot outside 18 inches. Right. Uh, I, I like their, their coaching hire. We'll see if he's good, but it seems like he's going to be good. Um, and uh, and I don't know about mismatch parts as drawn as much as what you said about they're just bad shooters. They need to get better shooting. But they also have a change in staff, and I do believe that's a big part of it. Um, 
is uh, is the right coaches work with you on your shot every day, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. telling you the right things, whatever it can make a difference. We'll see how this year goes. Um, which is why I thought maybe he'll he'd sign. I thought Masai would extend Pascal, start the year off to with those, and if it's just not clicking, then go ahead and make some moves. That's what I thought would happen. It's it's it still can happen. They yeah. still can extend him. It's just the word I'm hearing recently is that that isn't likely, which is just weird to me. And Pascal, this is the last year of his deal, right? So he'll be an unrestricted free agent next Correct. summer. Um, I mean, but he's somebody, David, who could swing the balance. Of, I mean, a lot of teams. You know, it makes it sound so like, oh, my God, he'll swing the balance of power. But, like, on the right team, someone is now a championship contender with, with Pascal, right? If they have other things that are, like, really good. I mean, look at, look at the – we talked about the Pacers. Uh, if Halliburton maintains his All-NBA level – Mm-hmm. Nemhard, who, who I thought was the best player in summer league, give or take, he only played two games. Uh, July Smith Jr. was great. Uh, Keegan Murray was great. Right. It's unfair to say Andrew was bad. He was the best point guard, one of the best players. Um, given the fact that he had eight turns in the first game, in part because he's playing with guys that have no idea what they're doing, dropping passes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he and it was yeah, they had barely practiced, but he looked just very smooth. Um, so that if those if that backcourt solidifies, now they have Bruce Brown. Uh, probably starting at three. So there's two defenders and two passers and three guys that can really play in, in those three. Over top it as a four, Miles as a five. Well, what if, and I love Jarris Walker, but let's just talk about right now, if they were to get Siakam, and he's just starting four, uh, if they keep Buddy Hill and TJ McConnell, and they got Miles at the five, Isaiah Jackson backing him up, Over top and backing up Pascal. Jarris plays a lot of the G League. He's just 19. Yeah, they, they've yeah. got a talented team with growing players mm-hmm. that, that they're much more they, – they, they could pull a first-round upset if they were to do that. I don't know if they will. But, yeah, right. that's, that'd be, they're one of the teams where Pascal could re- – same as Orlando potentially. Change, change the fortunes of – he lives in Orlando. Um, not that I want Paolo at a five, but he could do it. Right. Pa- right. He and Pascal both can guard a lot of fives. And you, you put him next to a stretch five? That's probably pretty good, right? Like, that'd be great. Yeah. I, I would love this, but the, it, it wouldn't. The team wouldn't be the same construction. I re- wanted it last year. I was like, Pascal on Memphis would be great next to Jaron at the five. I, I talked about Memphis. I moved Stephen. I actually did a trade machine with Memphis where Stephen Adams goes for sure. And, uh, go. yeah. and then Jaron plays the five next to Pascal. They're pretty good. And I think I think Brooklyn's very interesting. Well, uh, yeah. Pascal is an okay shooter. He could be better. Um, I like him with Claxton and Bridges. Uh, uh, they've got they've that's that's got some legs if Brooklyn wants to do a deal. Not that Masai yeah. would do a deal with Brooklyn, but that's got some legs. And and Brooklyn has a, a bunch of picks, yep. so they can, they can get they, them. they can move stuff to. Can Thomas yeah. can really score? They could use some scoring in in Toronto. He can shoot too. Yeah, yeah no, that's it. It, it remains to be seen. So these players and where they potentially, you know, these being of course Dame, James, and and Pascal, if he does indeed get moves. Uh, that I think will really tell us what 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 might happen next season, and that's stuff that may not happen until the start of next season, possibly or right? after. Just or yeah, yeah. Trade deadline February. Just because of the nature of you know, I think teams are going to be much more insistent on. Yeah, it's fine. You can say you want to go there, and we'll do our best, but we're not going to just take back a bag of nickels for you. Like we got to get back something we actually want. So I think some GMs are going to really tr- do their best to play hardball, and then. We'll see some real potential standoffs with, uh, with, with, with some of these guys. Um, all right, everyone. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. Summer League is uh, over tonight. Yeah, I was going to say we have championship, right? Like it's, Houston, you know. Cleveland tonight. Okay. 
Did you see Imani Bates, by the way? I did. I'm writing about him this week. Oh, and I know because we, well, I don't want to take away what you're going to write, but we had talked about him earlier uh, this summer and you were like, eh, you know, there weren't things you loved about him. I, there uh, are still things I don't love about him, but I think, <laughs> but I think he's playing well. He's, okay. he's a good shooter, which is the thing that I didn't know if he would be. Uh, had they had really, uh, he had tip dunk yesterday, a tip in uh, in overtime that was the key to beating Brooklyn. I thought it was the biggest play of that game. And uh, but he shot it well. He's a little bit too Instagrammy for me, if you know what I mean. Okay. I know exactly. I, I what like you that mean. to change. I, I like. I'm old school. I want you to act like you've done it before. And you're gonna do it again and quit posing and then do it again. Yeah, and again. And he, and again. I mean, he had 20 yesterday. He's had some good games. I'm a fan of his talent. I want him to forget about all the other garbage that all these players get with all mm-hmm. when they when the world revolves around them when they're 15, 16, because it doesn't. You just think it does. <laughs> and so stop dancing after you score and just fucking play. So all that aside, do you think he has a chance? Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, can, he can shoot. Okay. Yeah. And Cleveland might be the right incubation place for him. We, we like what uh, yeah. Jamie Bickerstaff's doing over there. Donovan is a pro's if pro. He, if Darius he would Carlos guard the pro. three, Gerard, if he would guard as a three, he's mm-hmm. a starter for them down the road. They don't have anyone that You're guards right. and yeah. scores. They have Isaac Okoro, who just defends. Although Isaac Can't shot shoot. well during the regular season last year. He didn't, play, he didn't get much in the postseason. They're trying to figure out their three-hole. And I think they're going to trade Jared Allen, ultimately. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm not getting it from anyone. I'm just telling you. That's just a vibe. You're, yeah, yeah, I just have a feeling they're going to end up moving him and let Evan play the five. I'll let Evan, yeah. That's, yeah. you know. As much as we like the Twin Towers thing, I think that's probably right. Because, you know, one of them's got to be able to shoot, right? And right, that's Evan, the thing. If Evan, can. if Evan can shoot the three, then I would not trade them. But I don't know that he can. We'll see this yeah, year. We, this big we, year. We will, we will definitely see. All right, folks. We will see you later on in the week. Take care.